Pope Francis. Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Cycle of Catechesis. Vices and Virtues. 4. Lust. Brothers and sisters, good morning. And today, let us listen well to the catechesis. Because afterwards, there will be a circus that will perform for us. Let us continue our journey concerning vices and virtues. And the ancient fathers teach us that after gluttony, the second demon, that is vice, that is always crouching at the door of the heart, is that of lust, called porneia in Greek. While gluttony is veracity, with regard to food, the second vice is a kind of veracity with regard to another person. That is the poisoned bond that human beings have with each other, especially in the sphere of sexuality. Be careful. In Christianity, there's no condemnation of the sexual instinct. There's no condemnation. A book of the Bible, the Song of Songs, is a wonderful poem of love between two lovers. However, this beautiful dimension, the sexual dimension, the dimension of love, of our humanity, is not without its dangers. So much so that St. Paul already had to address the issue in the first epistle to the Corinthians. St. Paul writes, It is actually reported that there is immorality among you and a kind that is not found even among pagans. The Apostles' reproach concerns precisely an unhealthy handling of sexuality by some Christians. But let us look at the human experience, the experience of falling in love. There are so many newlyweds here. You can talk about this. Why this mystery happens. Why it is such a shattering experience in people's lives. None of us know. One person falls in love with another. Falling in love just happens. It's one of the most astonishing realities of existence. Most of the songs you hear on the radio are about this. Loves that shine. Loves that are always sought and never attained. Loves that are full of joy or that torment us to the point of tears. If it is not polluted by vice, falling in love is one of the purest feelings. A person in love becomes generous, enjoys giving gifts, writes letters and poems. He stops thinking of himself to be completely focused on the other. This is beautiful. And if you ask a person in love why you love, they won't have an answer. In so many ways, their love is unconditional, without any reason. You must have patience if that love, which is so powerful, is also a little naive. Lovers do not really know the face of the other. They tend to idolize them. They're ready to make promises whose weight they don't immediately grasp. This garden where wonders are multiplied is not, however, safe from evil. It is defiled by the demon of lust. And this vice is particularly odious for at least two reasons, at least two. First, because it destroys relationships between peoples. 
To prove such a reality, unfortunately, the daily news is sufficient. How many relationships that began in the best of ways have then turned into toxic relationships of possession of the other, lacking respect and a sense of limits? These are loves in which chastity has been missing, a virtue not to be confused with sexual abstinence. Chastity is something different from sexual abstinence, but rather must be connected with the will never to possess the other. To love is to respect the other, to seek his or her happiness, to cultivate empathy for his or her feelings, to dispose oneself in the knowledge of a body, a psychology, and a soul that are not our own and that must be contemplated for the beauty they bear. That is love, and love is beautiful. Lust, on the other hand, makes a mockery of all this. Lust plunders. It robs. It consumes in haste. It does not want to listen to the other, but only to its own need and pleasure. Lust judges every courtship a bore. It does not seek that synthesis between reason, drive, and feeling that would help us to conduct existence wisely. The lustful seeks only shortcuts. He does not understand that the road to love must be traveled slowly. And this patience, far from being synonymous with boredom, allows us to make our loving relationships happy. But there's a second reason why lust is a dangerous vice. Among all human pleasures, sexuality has a powerful voice. It involves all the senses. It dwells both in the body and in the psyche. And this is very beautiful. But if it is not disciplined with patience, if it is not inscribed in a relationship and in a story where two individuals transform it into a loving dance, it turns into a chain that deprives human beings of freedom. Sexual pleasure that is a gift from God is undermined by pornography. Satisfaction without relationship that can generate forms of addiction. We have to defend love, the love of the heart, of the mind, of the body. Pure love in the giving of oneself to the other. This is the beauty of sexual intercourse. Winning the battle against lust, against objectification, of the other can be a lifelong endeavor, but the prize of this battle is the most important of all because it is preserving that beauty that God wrote into his creation when he imagined love between man and woman, which is not for the purpose of using one another, but of loving one another. That beauty that makes us believe that building a story together is better than going in search of adventures. There are so many Don Juans out there. Building a story together is better than going on search of adventures. Cultivating tenderness is better than bowing to the demon of possession. True love does not possess. It gives itself. Serving is better than conquering. Because if there's no love, life is sad. It's sad loneliness.